listen, I'm gonna let a lion put its head on my crotch. Like, I'm sorry, but that's... A lot of bad things can happen with that. <laughs> Afraid to say anything. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you got me on that one. <laughs> I went somewhere, Matthew, you can't go. <laughs> It wouldn't be fun, sexy Bible time without uh, a myriad of tech issues. Exactly. Uh, so we are back, uh, even though you didn't hear the first part. We, we are back. Um, Unfortunately, the first part was the best part. So it goes downhill from here. It was fire, as the kids say. It was fire. Yeah, we were blowing it up. All right. So just a brief recap. Pastor Rich is back. He's back, back. on the show. Uh, and all it took was a, a simple tweet from one of our listeners of, hey, where's Pastor Rich? He immediately got back on the show. Yeah, I, it takes little to nothing. We we respond to even the smallest amount of affirmation on this show. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, I like to I like to keep my streak of horrifying the listeners with strange impressions each week going. If that's okay, it's absolutely okay. This is uh, this is this is going to be Pastor Jimmy Stewart. And I realize I fully, I fully, I'm fully aware of the fact that no one under the age of 35 knows or cares who Jimmy Stewart is. Um, but that's okay because uh, if you've listened to this podcast before, I make a lot of bad decisions. <laughs> that's that's what you do. So the guy from the guy from It's a Wonderful Life, Jimmy Stewart. I, I just like the idea of him as a pastor in 2019 having to deal with the things that pastors deal with and, and not really, not really being equipped to deal with all of it and just kind of being a little bit lost, uh, and baffled. Sure. So this is, this is pastor Jimmy Stewart. Okay. So yeah, you're going to marry him and, 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 and he's going to marry you. Is, is that, is that what's going on here? Okay. Well, I mean, you seem like a pretty nice young lady, and, and you're okay for a guy. You're, you're, you're okay. Uh, well, I just got one question here. I mean, are you banging her? Uh, is, is he putting his, his, his peeny, uh, you know, down there? Cause that's, oh, boy. Uh, that's, that's against the rules. You can't be doing that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm just a pastor here. I'm sitting in this office and I got books everywhere. And then you come in here and you're in love. You sit there with your little plans and you and you look to me like I got a. I don't know. That's what I'm telling you. I don't know. Pastor Jimmy Stewart. I I, I think you nailed it. Um, also against for- the rules to nail it before you. Before you <laughs> For everyone who does not know who Jimmy Stewart is, um, that that was him, <laughs> like reincarnated. That was in the flesh. I, I just I talk to myself as Pastor. I give myself pep talks as Pastor Jimmy Stewart sometimes in the car, like when I'm yeah. by myself or with my kids because they, they they don't they don't pay attention to me anyway. So 
<laughs> right. Oh, you can do this. Come on. <laughs> Just, you know, you know, go a little faster. Uh, get out of the way. I'm trying to get to Burger King to get these kids some nuggets. <laughs> the great thing about Jimmy Stewart is that he, he sounds like he's already given up. <laughs> I mean, like your impression really is spot on. And so like as a, as a pastor, who's just already given up, like does it's a pretty apt. Uh, maybe that'll become its own series. I'll, not on this, not on this feed. Maybe I'll, I'm, I mean, that my, should become its own separate podcast. On my, just, on my next feed, it'll just be like pastor Jimmy Stewart reacting to, yeah. So, so you got an Instagram account and these pastors are wearing these shoes, but the shoes are expensive. What? What? Oh, you can't get shoes for free now, can you? I don't know. He's just perpetually baffled by everything. Mm -hmm. All right. Pastor Jimmy Stewart. Thank you. Thank you for, thank you for the appearance. You're welcome. All right, so whenever we get you on the show, uh, I like to, uh, speaking of uh, trying to baffle pastors, mm-hmm. I like to just drop impossible theology questions on you. These I, are my favorite. I like to watch you kind of uh, work your way through them. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's always very entertaining to me. <laughs> I, I mean, that's a compliment. I like to watch you kind of process through them. Okay, okay. Uh, so let's drop an impossible theology question. This is one of my favorites. Uh, I think I've, I can't, I don't think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but if I did, it was a long time ago. So my impossible theology question to you is what happens if Eve eats the forbidden fruit, brings it to Adam, at which point Adam refuses to eat it? Mm. Then what? This is such a good question. Um, so there, you know, I always, you, you don't care about the right answer and maybe there's not one, <laughs> but I always try to like go that path first. And so there's, you know, something wrapped up in that, like, depending on how you view Adam as the covenant mediator and, you know, in, in Adam, we all send in Christ, we all receive righteousness. And, um, so Adam is is the one that's his disobedience is is the one that counts and like looking at you know and like there's something wrapped up in that too about looking at like the virgin birth like Mary could have a sinless child but Joseph couldn't be involved and it's passed on through the father potentially I mean there's there's a lot of mystery there too but um, so potentially Adam refuses the fruit, Eve eats it, they, they stay in the garden and then like Eve is just maybe a little more like woke <laughs> than Adam, but like Adam is, is still in his, his innocence and whatever. And so he's, oh, interesting. so he's, he's like a homeschool kid and a, and a around public school girls. So there's, there's that. So my potentially Eve, basically. Yeah. My youth group circa 1997. Exactly. It's you and youth group. Um, But, you know, the more fun answers and like, you know, and then depending on your theology, like then, then Eve is kicked out of the garden and Adam is, is there by himself. And um, so you have kind of these, you have like this situation of these star crossed lovers, like Adam 
can't leave the garden to get to Eve and Eve can't get back in the garden to get to Adam. And, and, and she's completely evil and he's completely good. And there's that, um, which can make for some fun fan fiction. Uh, there's I'm trying to think what other scenarios could there be? Well, I've got three that I, I okay. just kind of came up with. I, I did not even consider that Eve would get to stay though. That's a game changer that Eve would get to stay in the garden. I didn't think about that one. Well, yeah, depending on how you view covenant mediation. I'd... Okay. That, but... That's a game changer. That's, that's, okay. that's, okay. that's why you're on the podcast. You can riff off that. You shift the paradigms, Pastor. <laughs> okay. So I've got three. It's that God creates another woman. Uh-huh. Takes yeah. another rib. Eve is, Eve is cast out and they, and I don't know what happens to her. Uh, dudes just have to marry dudes. Yeah. And I've got some biological questions about that, of how the species, you know, continues. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got dudes marrying dudes on the inside and ladies marrying ladies on the outside. Mm-hmm. Or does Adam get to marry a lady angel? Ooh. Is that is that where this goes? <laughs> I mean, I think before that happened, God would make another woman. <laughs> That's not, <laughs> it's certainly the most entertaining of the three to ponder of, cause we don't know, we don't know. I mean, maybe there was some like, we, depending on your reading of Genesis six, mm-hmm. uh, there's angels wandering around. Yeah. There's some horny dude angels yeah. that are, that are just, you know, creeping on the earth ladies, taking showers and whatnot, King David mm-hmm. style and, and, uh, getting, uh, angel excited about the uh-huh. earth ladies. So if there are lady angels, would it not stand to reason that they could become uh, just as excited over Adam? Mm-hmm. I mean, we know he's naked, so they're they're definitely checking out the goods, right? That's there's no no mysteries there. So then yeah. then, then what happens? Do we have a race of uh, are we are we do we have a does humankind veer into uh, Nephilim? And we just have like a race of half and half in the in the garden. Yeah, then we have a, a hybrid man angel race. Um, and yeah, I don't know exactly how the DNA all works, but in those days there were giants. Is what happens when the male angels are with the lady humans? Oh. So, so what if what if like it, it created a race of tiny people then? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's science, folks. It's science. This is where we get fairy folk from. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's there's endless, I mean, the, the lore and mythology, we could go down that road. And then and then there is there is like an extra biblical whole mythology about Adam had a first wife named Lilith that mm-hmm. didn't work out for whatever reason. And yeah, I don't know. So there's... <laughs> Like that could be the scenario that like Lilith did eat the fruit and Adam didn't and and she was kicked out and he stayed in and then God made Eve and then it would just go on Adam Finium until Adam finally caved. So you're saying Lilith was the bride of Cain when when Cain took a wife, it was actually Lilith, his mother in law? That's I mean, again, I none of that's in the Bible, but there <laughs> there is a whole whole thing. So if we have if we have a hybrid race of angel men in the garden are they susceptible to the fruit of the tree of good and evil or the knowledge of, you know, the, the forbidden fruit? 
forbidden fruit. Yeah. Are they um, susceptible to that? What happens if they eat it? Well, because the fruit doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like the, it's, it's all arbitrary. It's just the fact that there is a rule period. And so it's an option for us to like, we're not robots or puppets. Like God gives us a choice to, to obey or disobey. And so I don't, like, I don't know that there's anything necessarily inherently magical about the fruit. It's just the, will you make this choice or not? I go back so, to I go back to this Adam just a a bad decision to not cut that tree down to not Yeah, I wonder if that was an option. Immediately cut, cut, cut that down. tree down if you're Adam because you're mm-hmm. in there for eternity. Even if there's like a 0.00001% chance that you're going to eat that like over the span of eternity, like eventually, <laughs> eventually you will, dude. Yeah. You'll well, get you're... bored and you'll eat the forbidden fruit. So cut it down now. Hmm. So then what are the implications of that? So like if the tree being there uh, gives us the option to not be puppets or robots, then does removing the tree then make us like, it's like not having the option not to obey. Well, w- w- well, I mean the cutting of the tree down would in itself be a choice. Yeah. That's true. That's an impossible theology question. That what is happens? an impossible theology question. Um, chops down the tree and burns it. What do you think God would have done? I mean, he obviously would have seen it coming and would be watching it as it happened. Would he step in to stop it or would he let Adam do it? Well, the same. I mean, when he ate the fruit, like God didn't step in. So I think it would be the same. I mean, I don't think, I don't think Adam would be committing a sin. I mean, it's not like, no, not yeah, like there was a, a rule in place to not cut the tree down. The whole thing is there was just one rule is don't eat it. So I mean, everything else is permissible. Yeah. I mean, just just poor decision, Adam. Like, what are you doing? Cut the tree down. Cut it down. I wonder if it was like a power thing. If he didn't want to cut the tree down, because as long as the tree was there, he felt like he had the power of choice. Like, oh, I could eat this if I wanted to. Yeah. Well, it's like an alcoholic keeping a bottle in their desk. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I have control over this. What if he chopped it down and made a wardrobe out of it? Oh, game changer. <laughs> game changer. Because that is essentially the narrative of the magician's nephew is that it, it was the tree of life that. Well, yeah, mystery, not tree of knowledge of good and evil, it was tree of life that was. The wood was brought from Narnia, or the apple was brought from Narnia that was planted in the ground that grew the tree that made the wood that made the wardrobe. All so I, all I got to say, pastor is this is a plus content and you were, thoroughly, you were thoroughly confusing pastor Jimmy yeah. Stewart with all of this. Oh, Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. He's, he's, he's already jumped off that bridge. He is. <laughs> you, you, you left him at the first turn. He's, he's no longer <laughs> following where you're going with this. Right. So yeah. And then the, I mean, you, you went down all the paths I was thinking because like all they're then like, I don't know where they come from, but then like the idea of a race of men inside the garden and a race of women outside the, the garden, but then they would all die within one generation mm. or no, because in the garden they have the tree of life. So the men would all live forever and the women would all die. That's, that's a sad. And then there, but there's no help made to be found. They're yes. just scoping out those animals hardcore. 
I mean, I got to feel like it, at least part of God's decision to create women was just the way that Adam was watching the animals have sex. Yeah. I, I just got to think like he didn't like the look in Adam's eye. Of, <laughs> this, this, this is not going to end well. Like I got to, I got to make somebody <laughs> to keep him company. Yes. Yes. Goes into my, my <laughs> follow up question to that, which you, you, you know, you can ask that we'll edit this section out because you actually have a reputation to uphold, whereas I do not. <laughs> but when Eve was created and, and they are together, which mm-hmm. animals did they look at to teach them how to make love? <laughs> because that's their only template is, is what the animals are doing. So it's true. I mean, Adam has no idea apart from what the animals are doing. No, I mean, I, I think they could figure it out pretty quick. I mean, that's as a homeschooler, uh, mm-hmm. who was a virgin until his wedding night. Right. I was going to say, did you figure it out? <laughs> well, I do have three kids, so... Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so it made sense once you got in the situation. That's your short answer, but... Uh, there weren't any, any questions going in. <laughs> it, was, it, was not a, uh, it was not an instant... Uh, it, it was not an instant solving of that Rubik's Cube. Right, yeah. It took a few twists and turns. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I mean, that's, and that's all part of it. Like that's part of the, the beauty and the mystery of purity culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah. I feel like we're, to, we're starting to butt up like right against the line where you, where you're going to have to say, okay, you have to edit that out because I don't want to. Well, no, I'm, I'm genuinely trying to think through what animals, I mean, but. I mean, anytime you see a picture of Adam and even the garden, they're with like the lion. Mm-hmm. There was yeah. one where like the lion was like laying its head in Adam's crotch to like hide his, his goodies. Yeah. Which I don't listen. I'm not gonna let a lion put its head in my crotch. Like, I'm sorry, but that's a lot of bad things can happen with that. Well, and then it depends which way you go with were lions carnivorous before the fall. Oh yeah. That's so if you'd never actually seen a lion, like chop off a gazelle's head, he probably wouldn't be as concerned. That's true. Good point. Good point. Yeah. I'm thinking. Well, it'd be like having a lamb lay its head in your lap. Although I don't know that I would allow that either. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I think like the mechanics of like the lion, the lamb, like a lot of those four-legged animals is pretty much the same. Yeah. Uh, it would get kind of tricky, like when you get into some of the, like this. I'm thinking of like. Uh, well, I mean, even like turtles and frogs like that. I mean, that's still basically the same mechanics, mechanics. involved there. Uh, well, hopefully they weren't watching cats. Oh, I don't know if you've ever witnessed that, but it is horrifying. Oh, man. Like I was I was up well, this was a couple years ago before we had kids. So that was a long time ago before we had kids. And uh, it was pitch black outside. It was night. And this lady, like I heard it was like a woman's scream on my front porch. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I just immediately went into fight or flight. I was like, what is going on? I was thinking, is somebody like getting like raped and murdered? And they ran up to my house for help. So I like mm-hmm. open the front door and there's nobody there. Mm-hmm. And like, off in the shadows, I see a cat running away. It was like a cat in heat that just came up to my house and screamed. And it sounded exactly like a woman. Yeah. That's, that's horrifying. Mm. Sorry. That was a weird tangent, but I had to throw that in there. Right. Oh. It's all there. 
It's all there. I grew up on a farm. Oh, okay. You you see some things. Yeah. See some things. <laughs> I mean, if I also like, if I'm Adam, I'm hoping that Eve is not watching some of the more well endowed animals like the horses. Yeah. Because then I feel like she's gonna be looking at me like, is that it? Yeah. So you got. Yeah. But I I don't know pre fall, who knows. This is true. This is true. Like maybe the, maybe the private parts were like supercharged. If, if Adam is the perfect man, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he's got going on. I feel like I feel like both of their private, like all of their combined private parts, were just pristine before the yeah. fall. Exactly immaculate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, that was just part of the curse of of sin. Was that you know, yeah. maybe maybe we we have some imperfect private parts from here on out. Yeah, everything is is tainted by sin. Mm. <laughs> you said taint, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I knew you were going to make that joke. <laughs> I was just, it was just like a Beavis and Butthead loop in my, in my head. <laughs> as soon as you said that, <laughs> uh, okay. Between Beavis and Butthead, who was more mm-hmm. likely? Who was more likely between Beavis and Butthead? To latch onto a youth group and become like a youth group Christian kid. So we're dealing with some low percentages here on, on both right. of them, but I feel like there there should be a, an answer of either Beavis or Butthead was more likely to get assimilated into a youth group. Well, okay, so I'll I have to preface this with the sad irony that I was not allowed to watch Beavis and Butthead oh, me as a child, me and so I have very little context for this. Um. But from like the clips I've seen and those kind of things, that's that's all I have to go off of. I mean, legitimately. And so we've we the the snake has eaten its tail here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there was one was the leader, right? Like there was a leader and a follower. Yeah, and I can't remember. Butthead I don't know. Was, which. Butthead was the one that with dark hair. There was a little little more together, and and Beavis was the one, the blonde one with the fried brain. Okay, so so it would be Beavis, like I think, right? Is that Beavis is the follower, Butthead's the leader? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So Beavis gets like, like Butthead goes on vacation with his family or something, and Beavis is left alone. And it's a girl. It's definitely a girl in the youth group. Yeah, he gets lured in by a girl. The girl and, is nice to him and is like evangelizing and saying, "Come to youth group," and he just shows up and starts. Eating the pizza and the Dr. Pepper at the back table. Yeah. And then a youth pastor with frosted tips and sitting in his chair backwards. Nice. Kind of saddles up to him. And hey, brother. <laughs> hey, brother. Let's talk about how to, let's talk about how to have radical peace. <laughs> and he just he drinks the Kool-Aid. He's in. He's in. I like it. He, need, he needs know. a leader. I'm not going to disagree with that. Well, okay. was, was that where you expected it to go when you asked the question? No, but I'm delighted. Okay. I didn't expect to get on uh, how Beavis would assimilate into a youth group when I ask about uh, Adam and Eve. But <laughs> that's no. the beauty of this. No, but I, I do think I've seen that exact situation play out um, in in a youth group setting of, of those kind of kids. And then the butthead friend shows up and tries to like 
you guys are all stupid. Get out of here. Well, what, what, what was uh, Jesus's line when he does like the parable of the feast of like go out and like when go out and basically sweep the streets and bring in all the rejects? I, you, you've lost me there. I don't know. Like he, he's talking I don't about like, the message translation, Matthew. <laughs> Uh, like when he's doing like the parable of the feast when like nobody would come to the feast and the king sent out the servants to oh yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. the highways and the hedges yeah go okay we literally have just received a uh we have just received on the fun sexy bible time um private messages a uh breaking content yes breaking content this is another um impossible theology question so okay. no preparation time for you. This is hot yeah. off the press. If we become an interplanetary species like Mars colony and things like that, mm -hmm. do we have to update the Bible translations to include human race wherever it says world earth in the Bible, world or earth in the Bible? Well, interesting factoid, <laughs> the world world, the word world in the Bible in the Greek is the word cosmos. And so it is a inclusive for all of the cosmos. Follow up. Also, at what point? <laughs> this is not really an impossible theology, I guess. This is just like a, a, a question. Also, okay. at what point do we start sending missionaries to the other planets? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, as soon as there's human life detected, right? I mean, it's either we, we send people there and then they need Jesus and we send missionaries or we find a planet that's inhabited and we, and that's always a little tricky, but like, what is the understanding? Like is, is Adam's sin? Like if, if that is the effect, the cause for the fall, then did that affect the entire cosmos? I mean, and like, again, with our translations, yes, it did. But so there's, there's, if there are, if there's life on another planet where they, affected like is their their world corrupt because of sin too mm -hmm. so um really? and so like if we found a perfect we find that perfect atom race or that perfect um you know the, the people I, i'm sure that i know that i've either talked about this on theology after dark or on here but there's an isaac asimov story that's one of my favorites where there's these astronauts that are chasing jesus through the solar system and he's going to every planet and saving like dying for their sins and like they've always just missed them like it's just after the ascension and so they're, they're trying to and so like in that uh, that universe where every every planet is going through our cycle of like original sin going through a, a period of fallenness and and receiving the savior it's kind of a cool but so that's if i if i if there is a a multiverse that's my I hope and dream, I guess. So I bring Pastor Jimmy Stewart to the table. You bring a relevant Isaac Asimov story to the table. Yeah, yeah. Well, beautiful. It's beautiful. It, it's the synergy, Matthew, <laughs> that we bring to one another. Oh, I love it. I feel like David Platt would probably make like a huge deal about like taking a shuttle to a different planet and immediately post like a selfie of himself <laughs> on another planet. And with some kind of caption of like, you know, busy with the Great Commission today, bless, or something like that. Yeah. So, 
sorry. <laughs> My phone's ringing. Did, We're just going to have to write this out, I think. Can you hear that? No, no. Do they, do they, would they like to be on Fun Sexy Bible Time as well? Um, well, it's, it's Gail, my office manager. <laughs> and I, I don't think so. Well, what's, what's Gail up to today? I'm not sure. Um, trying to get a hold of me. Does Gail know that this is Fun Sexy Bible Time? Like, is that on the, uh, is that on the calendar? It's, it's not, no. <laughs> but it, but it is blacked out on the calendar. Like, it's redacted. Hmm. Yeah, it's got to guard that information. Right. So we've got to transition uh, slightly into faith-based movie pitches. I just I need your feedback on the one that we, we sent to you that's in development right now. Okay. The, uh, you know, we're going to do a faith-based movie, a takeoff on the uh, whole back-to-school thing, you know, where somebody – where you send somebody that's in their 20s back to high school – like 21 Jump Street or Never Been Kissed or something like that. Right. But the, the the twist on this one is the people that we're sending back into high school are actually homeschoolers who graduated super duper early and they actually, they're actually done with college already. And then we're <laughs> going to send them back to high school. But the twist is they're still teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think that's such a that, – there's so many <laughs> – and that that way that that frees them up to that frees them up for romance because it's always a little like gray area like when you're sending right. older people back into high school it's like ah oh, it's a little creepy like I don't really want to see this person get romantically involved with a 17 year old because they're 25. Yeah, and, it, and they always go that direction. <laughs> yeah, but if we're sending a couple 18 year old homeschoolers uh-huh. back into high school, I mean that frees it up. You don't have to feel weird about that. Yeah, it's all legal. Not that anything's going to happen with, with right, them no. being homeschoolers, but the, just the romance itself. Yeah. Um, so I just fall in love. to tease to tease that premise out, like what, where would you go with that? Um, I mean, because there would still there would still be. Well, tell me this. All right, so you did you did that route. You went to you were homeschooled. Yeah, and you went to a. It was a Christian college, though, right? Yeah, I went to yeah, I went to a Christian high school for one year at the very end. Right. Yeah, two Christian college, two two Christian high school, literally titled Christian, literally high school. titled Christian high school. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah. So, was there a culture shock in any way for you going to college? Um. Yeah, there were a lot of girls around, yeah. and uh, my parents weren't there. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm just trying to like, are they are these homeschool kids already desensitized from the college atmosphere? Oh, okay. I get you. Okay. How about this? How about we we tweak it a little bit then? What if it's what if it's just um, homeschool kids that have already graduated from high school? Uh-huh. And they haven't gone to college. Maybe they haven't gone to college yet or something. Well, but then they're only 12 years old. Okay. How about this? How about they, they finish high school at, f- at 14 or 15. Uh-huh. If they finish high school at 15 and then something in the plot happens and requires them to go back to a public high school and basically start it over again. Okay. So now they're, well, I don't know if that works as well though. 
So, have you seen the movie Billy Madison? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, no, that, I'm a that Christian. Was I would never watch that. Exactly, yeah. My head went there a little bit of like re- having to relive every every grade level in real time, like having to go back and complete <laughs> all of school. Because like something like that, the – okay, yeah. Um, Nancy Pelosi makes it illegal for <laughs> like homeschool graduation. <laughs> I love it. And so like every, every homeschool graduate is now like in violation of the law and it's fraudulent. <laughs> they must go to public school starting at kindergarten. <laughs> I mean, this changes the 21 jump street a little bit. No, that's fine. But, we're we're uh, just workshopping this one. Yeah. And so like a homeschooler in real time, like doing every grade level of public school. <laughs> I like it because it'd be so different from Billy Madison, and he was just right. he was just goofing off. But the homeschoolers would be super into it. Yeah, they're taking it seriously. And, yeah. Um, what would the like uh, a, what would there be a romantic entanglement at some point? It had to be when they got to high school, though, right? Right. Well, and Billy Madison was the teacher, right? Yeah. Yeah. So and that made it more age appropriate. <laughs> It's the only direction they, they had to go. Um, and so I can kind of see that, like, homeschool kid falling in love with, like, his first grade teacher. Uh, and then, like, drawing that out. Like, trying, like, and now I've, that's, like, a, a reason I've got to get through. I've got to graduate high school to be able to to court my first grade teacher. Um, so there's that direction. And then there's... Yeah, I mean, by, by the time they get to high school. Oh, but then they're, no, if they started when they're young. I'm trying to think of the math. I definitely <laughs> when they like get to high school. there's going to be an evil, an evil atheist principle that is totally against them. Well, yeah. I mean, like Nancy Pelosi's henchmen, yeah, which are like, all public school principles. Yeah, like maybe uh, like the, the principal is in cahoots with the government agents. It's like mm-hmm. the government comes to the principal and is like, we have to make sure these homeschoolers fail. Do everything you can to to fail them. So, the principal is out to get them from the beginning. Yeah, because all of it is about like the value of public school over homeschool, and like there's <laughs> people are butthurt about homeschool kids being so smart. <laughs> I feel like they probably clean up on the uh, well, they uh, they probably clean up on the uh, spelling bees, but maybe I don't, I don't see a lot of them making the football team. Well, and they're all failing science. <laughs> but. <laughs> um, Afraid to say anything on that one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, you got me on that one. <laughs> I went somewhere, Matthew, you can't go. <laughs> uh, I'm, yeah, I, I, there's a <laughs> other places um okay no but let's let's tease out so the the 21 jump street scenario though so they go are they are they undercover agents is that the whole thing i don't know we never, we never like, really got that far on it yet um, okay is there a better reason like is there a christian reason that they would be infiltrating i could see it being a um i mean could we work it into the could they be like missionaries um, and that seemed that would make the most sense. Like that would be that. <laughs> I did a. Uh, I didn't. I wrote something one time about like uh, 
it was like a fiction of homeschool assassins mm-hmm. going undercover into the public schools to destroy the public schools from within. Uh-huh. Maybe that could be part of it. Yeah. So the other other way around. Yeah. But like, it's the, the homeschool trying to destroy the public school. <laughs> it was like the uh, the homeschoolers had figured out like which public schools needed to up their test scores to secure the funding. So like they targeted that one, and they all they all graduated high school at like sixteen. Uh-huh. And like this group of homeschool uh, operatives went into that one particular high school that needed to up their test scores, and then they would like ace all of their classes until they got to the final test, and then flunk it on purpose just to destroy that high school. <laughs> mm. And then like tutor all the other kids <laughs> with the wrong answers. It's, it's pretty horrible, but I mean, they, they... <laughs> and so the public school loses its its federal funding. It just as the homeschoolers final revenge against the public school, we're just going to destroy them. Right. It, it's horrible, but it also made me laugh. So I, I continued to write it. And then they, but then like they've tanked their own future. They've self-sabotaged as well. Well, if they, I mean, they've already got their. Oh, they've already done it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They already graduated from high school. And they don't have social security cards, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that, yeah, and they could all, they could give everybody measles. Well, as uh, as we've learned from the movie Encino Man, it is is Uh extremely easy to get registered into high school. You just kind of have to show up. That's true. Yeah, you do just show up. Um, They they literally got a caveman enrolled in school after about two minutes. They just kind of showed up with him and be like, oh, Link, we're going to register you for classes. And then all of a sudden he's in class. Yeah, the logic is flawless in that movie. So there, there are no plot holes whatsoever. Great movie. Great movie. Also, I really need to like do <laughs> do a marathon of, of all those the Poly Shore movies. The movies that you and I weren't allowed to watch when we were younger? Well, somehow I did see, like, I wasn't allowed to watch Beavis and Butthead, but I was allowed to watch Encino Man. Oh, interesting. And I don't, my parents were very strange on, on like the inflexible rules. I think I told you before too, I've said this publicly elsewhere, but like, so there was, there was like television restriction. Like there were TV shows they knew weren't appropriate. Uh And so I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of things, but like. I had unfettered library access. I could I could oh. read anything National I chose. Geographic, here you come. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, but I mean, there was <laughs> more novels. <laughs> was the thing, but but it was yeah, and it, like not even batting an eye. Like look, like looking at the covers, like you know, people shirtless, people heaving bosoms, kind of thing, like. <laughs> romance novels and like not even like oh it's literature so that's fine yes i'm, I'm not going to uh i'm not going to deny that at one point in, in my extensive virginity i became very interested in uh photography magazines uh-huh. i was like yeah maybe i like get in like really into photography i'm just gonna go ahead and look at this like uh photography magazine because that's like something that like uh, really interests me but i'm not gonna mm-hmm. do it in front of everybody i'm just gonna go like over to this corner and uh <laughs> <laughs> well it's the same ploy that like every middle school boy 
wants the subscription to Sports Illustrated <laughs> for for one issue of it a year. Um, like, oh yeah, I'm just super into sports, just sports balling it up over here. Oh yeah, Troy Aiken, he's cool. And just counting down the days until whatever. Hmm. The... Hey, being being a dude is fantastic. By the way, yeah. it's just it's just the best. It is. And I will tell you, my parents saw right through that plot. Like <laughs> what I just described to you was my exact. I had this whole scheme, and I was not the sports kid. And they were like, "No, nah, I don't think we'll get Sports Illustrated." <laughs> but then they've got the uh, the Baptist clause too, where they let you like. There's like a little box you can check to where they will send you an extra issue at the end of the year instead of the swimsuit issue. Oh, that's an option. Yeah, so you can you can be like that Baptist kid that thinks he's getting it, and like oh. spends the whole year like. Look that would be to such a bummer <laughs> to just get more sports. Congratulations. <sighs> Here's an extra issue on tennis. <laughs> Pete Sampras on the cover. <laughs> Is he the best ever? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You know what, kids? That's what they make Song of Solomon for. Pick up your Bible yeah. and read it. Oh, yeah. For sure. It's <laughs> it, it'll work. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Where are we at? Where are we? <laughs> yeah, we, we were In the linear plot that we're laying out. Um, did we did we get? Okay. So 21 Jump Street. He homeschool kid goes back to either evangelize or destroy <laughs> public school kids. <laughs> but I'm just trying to like the, I mean, there, there's all sorts of hijinks where like, depending on their cultural awareness, like how much it's, I was going to ask you, there was a, a movie on Netflix and I cannot remember the name of it. I, it's like a year ago, but it made me think of you, but it's about, it's the strangest thing. Cause I've never even met this person. But it's a, uh, um, it's a homeschool. It's a secular homeschool kid. Oh. So a kid that's homeschooled like just because, um, his parents like really. It's like a single mom is raising this this boy, and just thinks that she's smarter than the public schools, and so she she teaches him all this stuff, and he's super smart, and then he like has to go. There's something he can't. He has like test anxiety and can't pass the GED. Oh, I saw. I saw a trailer for that. I can't remember what it was though. And so he goes to public school for a year to like get his test scores up to like get better at test taking. I know and what then, you're talking about. I can't think of the name of that one though. But it's it's definitely interesting because I've never I've never seen because yeah you know, I've never met that person in real life. So it's a sec, it's like entirely secular kid going to a a public school, but there's still all sorts of like cultural worlds colliding. Um, and like trying to figure out about what it means to fit in and how to be popular and like, just, just does not understand like social norms at all. It's gotta be, so, it's gotta be horrible to be like a, a secular homeschooler. Cause you don't even have the sense of superiority that comes right. with, with being a Christian homeschooler. Yeah, I don't totally get it. I mean, and his his sense of superiority was just that he was infinitely smarter than every public school kid. Mm-hmm. But 
I, but didn't know how to fit in. <laughs> the one thing he didn't know <laughs> was how to love. <laughs> so I, I don't have a title for the uh, for the homeschoolers back to school. The one thing he didn't know was how to love. <laughs> I just gave it to you. I have a I have like a I have a I have a tagline for it though. Like I I need okay. to see this I need to see this prominently displayed on the poster. And the tagline is back to school for the first time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> School's in session. <laughs> I, I need to see yeah. a scene. I need to see a scene in that movie where the uh, the sheltered homeschool girl has like some encounters with like the quarterback of the football team, uh-huh. and she's super like he's 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 not a bad guy. He's just kind of like a and he's not a dumb guy. He's just a jock, mm-hmm. popular, and he's surrounded by like all the pretty girls. And then she is just so much smarter and like thinking about world events and just above the high school fray. And it's, well, she's clothed in modesty. So. <laughs> yes. And it's the classic, Oh, you're different reaction of, mm-hmm. Oh, that's the, that's the one girl I can't have. Why can't I have her? That makes me want her kind of thing. Well, you watched a walk to remember. Hey, we don't, <laughs> it, th- we missionary dating is not biblical. Sorry. A walk to remember, not a faith based uh-huh. film. I don't think it purported to be, but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Cause there, I mean, just the thing you were describing, there's similar, similar aspects there. He wasn't the quarterback. He was just like the bad boy. Yeah. But like, but a good guy deep down. You're right. Heart of gold. Heart of gold. Didn't, didn't flee the quarry when his friend got hurt. Yeah. Stayed there to catch the heat. But she was like the one girl he couldn't get. Which is what intrigued him. Yeah. So yeah, you're right about that. That we are. I guess we are. Kind I mean, of- there's. I mean, there's nothing new under the sun. There's going to be some overlapping themes. Mm-hmm. We can make it original, but yeah, she's turned his head, and uh, then she becomes friends with him, and she takes him back to meet her father, who's also a pastor. Mm-hmm. And he says, "Are you banging her?" <laughs> <laughs> Plot twist. It's Jimmy Stewart. It's Jimmy Stewart. I, I, I sent you out of that public school to destroy it from within, <laughs> not to find a man. What's wrong his, with you? His hopes are crushed, yeah, because now she's <laughs> she's becoming like slowly but surely sympathetic too. Yeah, maybe it's like a maybe it's a uh, like a, a boy homeschooler and a girl homeschooler, and mm-hmm. the, the girl homeschooler like sort of becomes cool. But, mm-hmm. but the boy homeschooler just starts making everybody else uncooler. <laughs> like he falls in love with like a like a like a like a goth girl, mm-hmm. and uh, she like shows up to school the next day with a uh, like wearing like a a jean skirt and a cardigan. <laughs> or, <laughs> Just starts the whole. I will say, and I don't. I don't even know if this is the right word anymore. But like the whatever the kids, like the hipster, the people that we would call hipsters like five years ago, but like the ones that are teenagers, like like high school, college age right now. Mm-hmm. There is definitely like 
a heavy a heavy denim influence, high waisted jeans. Like there's a, there is a very homeschool vibe to fashion right now in a certain circle, it, and it's a it's a it's a yeah interesting crossover. I actually got in trouble in one of the uh, fun sexy Bible time DM threads because I called high waisted jeans mom jeans, and apparently. Uh-huh. Apparently that's a no-no. Apparently the two's completely different things. Mom jeans are not high-waisted jeans. It's like in bug and insect things. Like, right. All mom Same. jeans are high-waisted, but not all high-waisted jeans are mom jeans. Same genus, different species. That it? Yeah, so you got.